welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, in today's uh, podcast, we're going to cover something that I've touched on here and there. I've put on Facebook and Instagram posts. I talk to all my patients about, my friends, my family, and I don't think I've really, really put uh, together just one podcast on strengthening yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, if you will. Sometimes being strong is your only option. Sometimes strengthening yourself, getting better, is your only choice. And we'll cover this in the, uh, the background and in the light of the COVID-19 pandemic because it's been blatantly proven and clear for anyone who doesn't have their head in the sand or in an orifice that is not used for anything but evacuation that if you are paying attention, the only way to fight COVID-19 is to strengthen yourself, is to make yourself one of those asymptomatic carriers, which, you know, of course is a ridiculous word. That means you're healthy. Your body's doing what it's supposed to do when exposed to a pathogen. It grabs it and beats the hell out of it. I've also noticed that they're finally talking about T-cell immunity. Everyone's been talking about, oh, we need antibodies. We need vaccines. Well, with coronaviruses, you need the other side of the immune system, T-cells. I've been talking about that since January. But, you know, nobody remembers their basic biology textbook. And I'm not asking you to become an immunologist. I'm not asking you to become an epidemiologist because they're just idiots who uh, will say anything to keep the paycheck coming and the government vacation and health benefits. But what what I would like to talk about is when strengthening yourself is the only way to get through. And we won't go through all my personal stories because everyone out there has their own personal stories of heartache and divorce and business collapse and bankruptcy and house foreclosure. We have all that, you know, social uh, um, hardship and challenges. But what I want to look at is that sometimes the choice isn't hiding in your house, sheltering at home putting up a shield or a mask. Sometimes you have to go through it to get through it. And we've heard this, it's cliche. If you flip on some crazy guru on TV like Tony Robbins or who, you know, whoever you want to watch, Dr. Phil, Oprah, they talk about sometimes the only way to get through a situation is to go through the situation. Well, I'm going to take the biological scientific viewpoint because that's the only way to get through something. The first law of biology is what? It's adaptation, right? Small adaptations to your external internal environment. And over time, if you survive, we call that biological fitness, has nothing to do with CrossFit or Orange Theory. Biological fitness, that means your survivability of your species, of your gene line, 
okay, you're, you're a prodigy. If you have biological fitness for, say, the valley or the cave or the plains, wherever you're evolving, then you get to procreate and pass on those survivability traits. And that continues and it continues and continues. We call that adaptation to the external environment. What? Natural selection. Okay? Which means nature selects who will survive and not survive based on who gets stronger. I'll say that again. Natural selection means nature selects who will get stronger, who will survive based on how you adapt to the external environment. And that just makes sense. It's, it's a solid scientific principle and been around forever. If you look at the mammalian uh, immune system, the immune system all mammals have, we have an active and a passive immune system. Cockroaches don't have it. Wasps don't have it. You know, your, your killer wasps, your killer bees, your murder hornets, they, you know, they don't have that. We have an adaptive system that can see a pathogen, and if it survives the pathogen, we'll take pictures of it and we'll be ready and we'll be stronger the next time it comes. It's like learning how to, you know, get in shape for a 5K race. You start walking a block, then you're walking two blocks, then 10 blocks, and you start jogging a block. And within a year, you can run that 5K. Same thing with weightlifting. Very simple. You bench press 100 pounds right now, and every two weeks, you add five pounds or two and a half pounds to the side. And within a year, you've doubled what you bench press. That's called progression or adaptation, specific adaptation to impose demands if you want to use some fancy scientific terms. So the imposed demands on the environment tell us how we're going to survive. That's how our immune system has developed. So we have to go out there, be exposed to the bugs or bugs like it, and we will adapt to it either by making antibodies or potentiating our T-cells, which is a hell of a lot more powerful than antibodies that we got 30 or 40, 50 years ago. You want potentiated T-cells to that bug because that gene characteristic is passed on. Oh, they didn't talk about that on CNN, MSNBC, or Fox News. Well, of course not, because they think everyone's idiots and can't handle the fact that there's three parts to your immune system. Anyway... So getting stronger is our only choice with this COVID-19. Becoming stronger, being able to fight it off. Yes, we should have some passive treatments when someone is very weak that we can at least try increase their survivability. That's the cool thing about where we are in our evolution as a species. We are now into social evolution as opposed to biological evolution. We are choosing people that would not have survived a thousand years ago, 5,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago. We are choosing that they have value socially for whatever reason and finding ways to keep them alive. For example, diabetes would kill people off. We come up with a magic um, insulin and that can keep them alive for the rest of their lives and all the miracles of modern medicine. 
For some reason, modern medicine has pushed so far that they forgot the basic tenets, the ontological tenets of biology. They've actually made up their own biology. They think it's possible if you're 80 years old to not eat good food, keep them away out of the sunshine, not be hydrated, be protein deficient, and drop seven or eight medications into them. I've had patients over the last 30 years, well, if we go back to the 80s when I worked in physical therapy, let's just go back that I've been doing this for 35 years. Let's just say that. That would be accurate. I've been in healthcare working one-on-one -on -one with patients every day. And one thing I've learned is when you stop going against the basic tenets, the basic um, principles of how our body works, you're going to get a mess. You're going to get screwed up. So if you get out of the sunlight, if you're not eating protein, if you're eating too much sugar, if you're putting poisons in your body and not enough water, guess what? The body will break down, especially over years, especially as it gets weaker, weaker over years. So the reason that, like in Minnesota, 80% of all COVID-19 listed deaths are those in long-term care centers and over 70, 75 is because those are the ones that we've killed. We've taken them out of the sunlight so they don't get vitamin D, which controls so many hormonal reactions, the immune system, so many phys human physio physiological reactions and um, processes that, you know, oh, it's okay, we'll just keep them inside, sitting down, no movement. And we know movement is life. Our brain runs on dopamine, which is our movement neurotransmitter. So we don't even make them, we don't get them moving around. So the brain already starts dying. Without that dopamine, it, what's the purpose? So we hit these people, we load them up on medications. What's the average I think I put out uh, in a post a couple weeks ago? Um, 7 to 11 medications these people are on. Can you imagine being on, I can't imagine being on five different medications that you would have to take every day, but seven to 11, the average, the average senior is on. And you're wondering why, you know, some, uh, some random mutated up um, cold bug comes back and wipes them out. Now it's not wiping out the teenagers and those that are pretty healthy, but if your immune system's compromised and I don't care if you're 30, 40, or 12. If your immune system's compromised and you're weak, you're going to get knocked down. That's how it works. H1N1, the swine flu will knock you down. Any, you know, virus is going to come back and knock you down if you're not strong. Let's talk about mental and emotional strength. What are we doing to our kids now? Well, we're isolating them. You know, in our district here in St. Paul, they are not going to school. So they're, you know, not interacting. I am trying to kick my kids out and forcing some social interaction. But these kids need to be socializing. And these are the ones that aren't at risk at all. Zero. If you ask me, they should send them all to school. And if the teacher's over 40 or 50 or has health conditions, you know, she just wires in her class. We can have cameras. We have the technology and have the kids sit in class. 
and they can have a teacher on the screen. If the teacher's in their 30s and very healthy or robust health, yeah, they can be there live. It just makes sense. That's called science. Okay, that's called reality. But the emotional strength, are we teaching our kids to be emotional strong? Are they getting the experience? Now, when little Johnny screws up at school and the teacher yells at them for not turning their homework in, the parents are picking up the phone and chewing out the teachers. Why are you yelling at my kid? He's a good kid. Why don't you be a better teacher? Are you, excuse me? In my day, I would get a note in my backpack, get yelled at by the teacher, which was a nun sometimes, and get my ears boxed. I'd get home, my mom would yell at me, and then say, wait till your dad gets home. It'd be a three. Man, it'd be a trifecta. So guess what? I learned to do the right thing, focus, and deal with my own problems. If I had to stay up to get my paper done, I did. If I had to get up early, I set my little alarm clock and got up early an hour to get through what I needed to do so I could get my work done. I learned some emotional strength. We, we went through, you know, heartaches and breakups with sweethearts and bullies. Now, bullying should never happen, but we all got bullied, a lot of us. And that's one reason, you know, I started lifting weights. I got bullied at a very young age. And I'm like, nope, this ain't going to happen anymore. What's really unique is in, the, uh, was it 94 uh, I'm going to say later. I'm going to say it was like 94, 95. I ran into the bully who bullied me in seventh grade or sixth grade, I think it was. And uh, he must have been, oh, all of, yeah, it was 94. He must have been all of, I don't know, 140, 150 pounds soaking wet, maybe 5'9". I'm, you know, 6'1", and I was a 308 solid muscle, you know, squatting over 900 pounds, benching over five. And uh, was was actually back home for a li uh, powerlifting meet that I won, and set some records. And uh, I remember we my was at staying with my sister, and I'm like, oh, let's go to the video store. That's when they had video stores, and let's get a movie, you know, wind down before the the meet tomorrow. And we walked up to it because you know everything was close in this little town, and uh, you know he was in there, and I noticed him right away. And I think he recognized me, and I walked up to him, shook his hand, and said, Johnny, you remember me? And I said, some of us grow up. And he shot out of there. I didn't have to threaten him, didn't have to do anything, and hell, you know. I, it was 1994. I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, commit violence on this idiot. I was in my late 20s. But it was fun to see his reaction. Sometimes we need to focus on strengthening ourselves, not avoidance, not making it easier for our kids or even ourselves. Some, you know, that neighbor that you've been having trouble with, you have to go talk to him or her. You have to work things out or decide not to work things out and just realize that person's an idiot. That boss that's getting on your nerves, you're going to have to go through it. All this stress that goes on, and I know this in the upper Midwest, but all this stress is from keeping things in. That doesn't make us stronger, okay? It weakens us with all the cortisol. So what I'm saying is sometimes we need to be stronger. That should be a virtue. 
Strength should be a virtue. Now, we don't need everyone squatting 900 pounds. And we don't need everyone going through, you know, five breakups, five divorces, and having a train wreck for a life. We don't need any of that. But we should start celebrating strength. We should have shows of people overcoming the odds and challenges. I remember in the 70s and 80s, that was pretty apparent on TV. Someone who lost their legs in a horrific accident or in war is now, uh, you know, a Paralympic champion. Or someone who, you know, overcame, you know, financial hardship and living in the hood and made it to be a wealthy person. That was celebrated. Success was celebrated. Success should be celebrated. Strength should be celebrated. The whole purpose of biology, hope you're sitting down. The whole purpose of biology is to adapt. And guess what? The in adaptation, that's a big word. Maybe you missed that. You didn't have your index cards from elementary school. You didn't go to a parochial school where they actually forced you to diagram sentences and have a vocabulary um, list every single week that you were in that school. Well, guess what? We'll just use what adaptation means. Get stronger. Get stronger. Strength. Getting stronger is the number one principle of biology. Getting stronger, adaptation, getting stronger for the external and internal environment is the number one principle of biology. So, what does that mean? You need to find ways to strengthen yourself spiritually. If you're not religious, find some meditation time, find some time for walk in the woods, find some time for introspection. Is my life going the right way? Am I a good enough person? You know, how are my ethics? How are my morals? How am I running my life? That's spiritual. Am I connected to other people? That's spiritual. Mental, emotional. Can I handle the tough conversations with myself internally and other people? Can I handle situations where most people will get upset and remain calm and remain focused? You may have to practice that. You may have to think that in your mind. And physically. Am I getting physically stronger every day? Do I exercise? Do I eat right? Do I get enough sleep? Do I get enough recuperation? Am I involved in some type of sport or activity that forces my body to move and adapt progressively a little better every year? Why would you want to be worse at age 80, either spiritually, mentally, or physically, than you were at 40. And I can understand, you're not gonna squat 900 pounds at age 80, the body breaks down. But your mind should be sharper, your emotions should be sharper. We used to have these people in villages, we called them elders. And when there's a problem in the village, they went to the oldest guy or gal there and asked, hey, we have this going on. You know, this person stole this cow and they're about to you know, have a war, how do we deal with this? And the person had years of wisdom and emotional strength and intellectual strength to come up with a quick answer that solved it for the whole community. We called those elders. That's what that word means, okay? 
It means someone to look up to, head up, elder. Okay? So, what are you doing to get stronger? Strength is a virtue. Now, and again, you don't have to have big muscles like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my God, I would not want a world like that. Everywhere you go, it would look like the Arnold Classic Festival in Columbus, Ohio. It'd be all my people, and I would love it, but I like, I like variety. But are you doing something to progressively strengthen your body, your mind, and your spirit? That is the law of biology. And when we start going against the laws of biology, shelter in place, hide, get weaker, don't eat right, don't sleep right, install fear in people. When we start, you know, taking over for our kids and doing the things they should do themselves, tying their shoes for them, making their bed for them, not giving them chores to do, not forcing them to do get jobs. When we step in when they've messed up and they don't receive the full consequences of their actions, good, bad, or indifferent, then we're weakening them. And if we are weakening our society, which is all I see around us, it's been blatantly apparent since March that we are a weak society. And I mean to the core, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, we are weakening ourselves. And that weakness is celebrated. That weakness is celebrated. Oh, you're upset. You know, go pet a puppy. There's nothing wrong with having a dog or an animal to help you connect and have some spiritual strength. But we're not going to celebrate the fact that you're upset about an election or, or you know, you didn't get your way at the soccer field or you didn't get your participation trophy. What the hell is that anyway? Biology, there are no participation trophies in biology. There's just winners, survivors, sorry. And you can try to change the history. You can try to change, you know, the principles of biology, but I don't think you're going to do it. There's no way. Again, the principles of biology are slow adaptation and strengthening. And the strongest survive. Now, in our society, those who are not working on strengthening themselves survive off the backs of the strong and they put down the strong as they're being carried by the strong. Think about that. It's time to wake up. And if you're one of those people that are riding on other people's backs, get off. Start contributing to society. Strengthen your body, your mind, your spirit. You'll feel a lot better when you're helping out, whatever that is. And again, physical, mental, emotional. There are many aspects you can do to contribute and help your community get stronger. And this has been another Fact Podcast.